in a past life, I had my own gardening business um, for a few years, actually. Um, I loved it as uh, as long as it was nice weather. Um, when it's cold and wet, it's not much joy being outside doing someone else's garden. But I spent my week in different gardens from day to day working for people who generally most of the time had huge gardens. Um, one particular couple I worked for uh, would be what you would call um, eccentric English people. Um, they had a huge property, swimming pool, um, tennis courts, just a huge garden that needed ride-on mowers, uh, a nursery of trees. It was absolutely lovely working there. Um, it was a proper English garden, stunningly beautiful. Uh, and I loved working there, and this couple were... They were amazing to me and also they provided me much entertainment. I remember if I was working during the day, what the, the guy would come out with his bell. He would just be ringing it for me to hear wherever I was. And it was a summons to come and get tea. And we would sit in the middle of this massive garden with this little quaint table and china and uh, all kinds of things on the table. And uh, I had to go. He was uh, relentless with the bell to get my attention. These guys had lived there for years. They moved away from Birmingham from their um, from their business. Uh, he was a retired jeweller and um, they'd spent so much time there. Parts of the garden had become a bit of dilapidated, but they just loved it. They loved being outside. They loved being in that rural setting, trying to slow down. I would often get caught up in conversation with them, um, listening to their stories, families, holidays, all kinds of things. It, it, it was great. Um, what I loved about them was the fact that they would actually finish each other's sentences. Um, it was like that they had the same brain um, aligned with each other. Um, they would also try and finish my sentences, which was uh, also another great source of entertainment. I would try and get in there quickly and move the conversation somewhere there where they weren't expecting it. But they would they would share stories and halfway through the other would take over or, or they would start one sentence and the other would finish it. And it was like they were telepathic. They were just so in touch with each other. It was actually quite scary. Um, but I actually think it, it was a it was a beautiful thing because they knew each other so well. They'd spent so much time with each other that they literally had become the same person. Their hearts was was one. And that's what I love about prayer. It's the opportunity to align our hearts with God. Um, it's the source to our souls. It, it takes us from emptiness to abundance. Prayer invites us into the story of God and it transforms us from the inside out. Moment by moment, becoming more into the likeness of Jesus, who is our teacher, our saviour, and our friend. Jesus prayed.
his whole life was built on the foundation of prayer between him and his father um, Jesus didn't do anything without prayer through throughout the Gospels you will read time and time again that Jesus would get away to pray uh, Jesus would be alone to pray he would find a garden he would probably find a hillside he will do uh, he wouldn't do anything else before actually praying uh, and Jesus set an example to all of us he did all that he could to teach us how to pray in fact one of his lessons is written for us to read in the gospel of Matthew his disciples had asked him show us how to pray teach us how to pray we want to know so would you show us and and what to do and he replies with this in Matthew 6 verse 5 and when you pray do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others truly I tell you they have received their reward in full but when you pray go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you so what we must understand before anything else is this prayer isn't about performance it's not something that you need to do in public or although this does happen but prayer is between you and God it's a two-way conversation and and the best thing to do before you pray is find a place to pray the danger is if that we don't if we leave it to chance to pray throughout the day and we don't create spaces and places then perhaps we probably won't pray anyway you know of course we can we can always be in prayer it's a posture of our heart at the, at the same time but you don't need to do it in front of the rest of the world but in a place where you can be alone with your father in heaven prayer is personal and Jesus always found a place to pray hillsides gardens quiet places maybe you have a particular chair in your house a particular room that you like to go in for quiet a place that you walk through regularly on your day the danger is if, if we don't have a place to pray you won't find time to pray it can be a time of day it could be six o'clock in the morning it could be a routine set out car that, that carves out your day but the thing with prayer is that you have to be intentional and by having a set place a routine we we are prepared to pray and we must always be prepared to pray posturing ourselves towards communication with the creator of heaven and earth Jesus goes on to say this in verse 7 and when you pray do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him prayer is authentic it's just about you and God you can't hide behind your words you can't perform in front of him because he knows you and this is what changes us positioning ourselves in front of God regularly at regular times to talk and to listen you know like the couple I mentioned in the first illustration 
the, the more time we spend in front of God, the more we will align ourselves with him and his heart. And there's no secret word. There's no secret spell. There's no special sentence. We don't have to jump through hoops. Just be yourself in front of the one who formed you. He knows who you are. And so there's no need to try and pretend to be someone else. I've been around those people who who talk to you in one voice and then pray to God in another. It just doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't make sense. And and God won't be impressed by the voice that you put on or the language that you use or the style that you begin to present yourself with. God just wants you to be you. To be open, to bear your soul and allow yourself to be in that space before him. We are then taught what is known as the Lord's Prayer. You may have heard it before. You may have said it in your in your school assemblies when you were little, perhaps. But it's almost a guide for us and it helps us. Verse 9, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is relational and Jesus makes a point. Approach prayer with the mindset and with the heart that God is your Father. A close, intimate, perfect Father, I believe it's important how we approach prayer because it will dictate how we treat prayer. A child will want to run into their father's arms a lot more than knock on the door of a strict headmaster. God is our father. He's open. He's approachable. He's loving. He's caring. He's available for us to come to him with our lives and and God wants to hear from us because we are his children and that's why we can be ourselves because he knows us individually intimately and he understands us and so we recognize him not just as our loving father but as an awesome inspiring holy father to hallow someone's name is to keep it holy to hold it in a place of reverence and so we have this amazing privilege of having the holy creator god who is worthy of worship and reverence and he's our relational father at the same time and it's important that we hold this in our hearts because it reminds us who he is and who we are we are broken fragile simple beings He is mighty, dependable, and it means that we can trust him. We can trust him and and therefore we're able to give him our lives, all of our lives. To say your kingdom come, your will be done, is to say I align myself with you because of who you are and your awesome character. It's saying, God, you know me better than I know myself and I trust you with my life and I give it over to you. 
And to become like Jesus, the, the one that we follow, we need to give our lives and align our hearts. We need to surrender our wills to God. And we do this because of who he is. And when we open our lives up to him like this, it, it gives him full permission to work through us and in us. Only when we approach God in this place of trust and worship do we really let God work in us. And we read a little bit more in verse 11. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The danger for all of us is that we use prayer as a, an emergency first aid kit. You know, we pray in crisis when when we really need something prayer. We, we go to prayer, but prayer is not supposed to be just the spare tire in life. Of course, there are times when we, we must and, and do and should pray when emergencies happen and when we're in need. But prayer is much more than that. Give us this day our daily bread. Prayer is is a regular uh, moment by moment place of relationship with creator God. It's a posture of heart that allows God to steer us when we are surrendered. It's not just about our shopping list of requests before God, but it's a constant check in with him, with him who loves us. And we simply must be people of prayer in order to grow. It changes us moment by moment. And as we live moment by moment in accord with the heart of God, we grow. The Apostle Paul, he directly uh, speaks to the church in Thessalonica to pray continually, he says. He also tells the church in Ephesus to pray in the spirit. Uh, all this is just different language uh, to telling others to just be in a constant place of prayer. Jesus himself calls it abiding. And so we must be continually in prayer we must abide we must remain in a place of prayer and the more we open up ourselves to God in prayer the more we will change the more he will uh, we will align our lives with him the more reliant we will become on him and there are there are tons of creative ways to help us to pray Times of silence are valuable. Places of solitude. Journaling through prayer times and sitting in silence and just writing, pouring out your heart is being creative in prayer. We, we can go to prayer retreats for days, for, for weeks if we want. We can go for periods of time away. We can spend time praying through scripture and the promises of God we can we can begin to walk around and begin breathless prayers as we we glorify God and we bring in prayers at the same time under the breath the beautiful thing about prayer is that it's unlimited and for us on this journey in our formation building foundations becoming soulful people it's an invaluable tool it's an important tool. And along with worship, 
It is the bedrock on which we stand. We want to live soulful lives. And if we do, we need to be people of prayer. And so I wonder this week if you could bring out your journals again and just begin to write to God. Head the top of the paper, dear God, and just see what comes out. And don't begin to pretend, because there's no point, don't begin to tell him stories, but just let your pen write whatever the spirit leads you to write. Don't just write it, but sit and listen to and maybe write a response. Change the ink, uh, turn the page, spend some time and listen and begin to dialogue with your heavenly father who is waiting to hear from you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer that, Lord, we don't walk through this life on our own, but you're there with us every step of the way. And we can talk with you and we can hear from you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you guide us in our prayer times. You work in our lives through moments of prayer. Help us, Lord, to be people of prayer, to be open to prayer, to be available to prayer and to create spaces and places wherever we are, Lord, to pray. Help us to be intentional in opening up our lives to you in this way, Lord God, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.